Hello, you're listening to Flow, the podcast about menstruation, brought to you by Lilette's Talk. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Flow, the podcast about menstruation. And we're kicking it off with all of the wonderful and amazing authors. Um, I say that even though I'm one of them. Uh, of Flow, the book about menstruation. Uh, so we're hoping that all of you are buying the book and then are also coming to listen to the podcast where we're going to be able to have some further conversations and talk about some of the topics that have come up and meet some wonderful guests. Uh, we're going to start with just a very quick tribute to the lovely Dr. Cindy Van Sale. Uh, when I first wanted to write this book, uh, the first person I spoke to was Dr. Cindy. She encouraged me enormously. She started this journey with us and we very sadly lost her along the way to COVID. And we hope that the book continues her legacy of talking about health issues, making people aware, empowering them and making sure that we're having the conversations that we need to have and that we're not taking grandpa powders when we have period pains. Um, that is what Dr. Cindy would have wanted. <laughs> so mm. I came to this book, I'm, I'm a writer in all sorts of ways and spaces. And a few years ago, I wrote a piece for Africa Check looking at were girls missing school uh, due to their periods and due to not having product. And it was a very interesting piece of research. And the thing which really stood out for me was sort of the lengths to which people were going to not miss their, to not miss school, the sort of extreme ways that people were just coping. And ever since then, it got me thinking about this, the ways that menstruation impacts our lives from when we're young, all the way through to menopause, and how little we talk about it, how little we know about it, uh, how often it's considered a taboo. And then I started looking at what's out there. And when I didn't find the book I was looking for, I decided to find the people to help me write the book I was looking for. And so today we're going to hear from everybody why they joined in this journey, why they're part of this book. And we're going to kick off with Dr. Ilana Johnson, who came on board and is our wonderful OBGYN. And we're kicking off with her because she has a patient in labor right now that she needs to go and attend to shortly because she is a working OBGYN. But Elana, yeah, what what do you to be part of this book, and uh, what what do you think is important about it? Hi, hi everyone. So um, we so Karen and I got chatting in in a consultation one day, and she mentioned this book, and it got me so excited because I love talking about all things gynecological and all things about menstruation and anything that's got to do with women's health excites me as a gynae. Um, and she said to me, she's writing this awesome book. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I said to her at the end of the consultation, Karen, you know, if you need, you know, some expert little pop-up box, please drop me a line and I'm happy to contribute to your book in any way. And then like just by chance, I think almost the next day, she messaged and said, actually, can you be a co-author? And I was very excited about it. Um, it's you know, as part of my profession, we see, I see young girls, I see well women, I see not well women, um, I see women with problems, and I see women just coming to see the guy need because it's their first time. Um, and it always astounds me how little women know about their bodies. 
specifically about their menstrual cycles and how many myths there are out there about so many things about our bodies and our cycles. So I do spend a large amount of time in my consulting rooms talking to women about what is a menstrual cycle, how does it work, um, especially with regards to pregnancy, getting pregnant, hormonal issues, you know, blaming all sorts of things on our cycles and not blaming enough on our cycles. Um, so I am always very, very happy to add my voice to, you know, debunking myths and talking about things that are important with regards to what is normal and abnormal and what to expect and not expect and, you know, what we should be doing with regards to certain problems and what is a problem and what's not a problem. So that's really where I think I'm the scientific um, sort of um, voice in this book. Um, and there's so many other beautiful voices, but that's my that's my contribution and why I'm so excited to be a part of this wonderful, um, wonderful venture. Fantastic. Thank you. And yes, so when I started writing, I turned very quickly to experts <laughs> such as Dr. Ilana and such as uh, the next writer I want to introduce herself to us, uh, Ponzo Pilane who I have known uh, and admired on Twitter and as a journalist for many years. And uh, so Ponzo, do you want to talk about your contribution to this book? Yes. I mean, uh, when, when you reached out, Karen, it was like, oh my word. Yes, of course. Karen James is firstly reaching out to me. Yay. And also just what the book was about is something that's very close to my <laughs> heart because of the free to bleed campaign that I started when I was still a student at Fitz University around um, lobbying parliament to make uh, menstrual products free for people who menstruate. So at the time, we had just gotten a big policy win, win in terms of the zero rating of uh, particularly disposable sanitary pads. So the Minister of Finance had just, um, not just, but it had been about a year since the announcement that the VAT had been removed from uh, disposable pads. So it just felt like, okay, we've achieved this much, but there's still so much to achieve in terms of menstrual justice in South Africa. And this book for me was just the extension of that work. Firstly, because of also how my own uh, background in terms of a health journalist focusing on sexual and reproductive health and rights. This is also something that I've really focused on as a journalist. And so this was just an extension of that work. It was a chance to also work with some of uh, the incredible people on this team. And I had to say yes, you know, and uh, like I said, I've only read only one other book about menstruation. It wasn't written in South Africa. And although it takes a global perspective, I just felt like this is something that we can really bring home. This is something that, you know, there's nothing like there's too much information out there. And so it was just like we could write a book that is based, that's written for South Africans and for anyone actually, but by South Africans as well. And, and I think it was so important, especially considering, I mean, one of the reactions when people find out that I'm part of this book is, oh my gosh, you wrote about menstruation. What did you write about menstruation? What can, what can be written about menstruation, you know? And so this, is, this book is a testament of how something that has been stigmatized so much is a big part of 
the politics, the policies, our work lives, our personal lives, our mental health. And this book really unpacks that on so many different levels. And this is the vision that um, I, I, I saw when, 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 when you called me up, when you reached out, Karen. And I think it's, it's almost unbelievable that we actually, I think the book has su- surpassed even the things that I thought it could do and what it would do. Thank you, Ponso. And after Ponso on my team came the Minister of Menstruation, Candice Chirua. Candice. Hello. Hi, fellow menstruators. <laughs> Thank you so much, Karen. I think more than anything, I'm always thanking you because you were um, someone who just approached me and you're like, let's write a period book. And I'm like, girl, I got you. This is something I've been wanting to do, but I think it was just a matter of getting over that imposter syndrome and you know, when the universe sent you and was like, come over, um, let's write this content, let's start a period revolution. I was like, let's, let's, let's get it started. Um, and I think for me, my inspiration behind writing this book was really just about what it would have done if I had a book when I started menstruating. I think my whole perspective on periods would have changed. My whole relationship with my body would have changed if I had this book and I think this book is really just it's it's everything and more not only just for menstruators but for for people who want to learn about menstruation and I just also love the inclusivity that's there um I've learned so much from it um just from reading other chapters when we had to proofread but I've also just been able to sort of unlearn a lot of things that have been conditioned um Oftentimes when we're making edits, you know, we're always just saying little things like make sure we include people with periods and it's menstruators, you know, and I, and I was always aware of that, but it was just such a thing that I was conditioned to do. And, and I hope that people also learn that, you know, within this book that there are people who menstruate and it's not just a woman or girl's issue. And I'm just so excited to just see the conversations and the narratives and the experiences that come out of this book and and then I think more than anything, I just hope that politicians who actually have the, the real-time power to change the policy get their hands on this book. Uh, the Minister of Finance must have the book. The Minister of Women must have the book. The Minister of Sanitation and the Minister of Good Vibes, not Digital Vibes, Good Vibes should have this book. So, yeah, I think I'm just really excited to see how everyone's perceptions on, on this book uh, goes with. And I also just hope it, it changes periods period. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Candice. Uh, another important part of our team, a writer that I have long admired and was finding an excuse to work with. Um, Tarek, thank you for joining us on this journey and bringing your important voice to the party. Much, Karen. Yeah. Um, basically, the admiration is mutual. So when I was asked to work on this, I was really hugely excited to get to work with someone I admired very much. And then when I saw the rest of the team as well, I was just blown away by the caliber of people that we'd be working with. And I felt very honored to add my voice to the chorus, basically. And um, yeah, basically something that um, inspired me to to really... Um, join in and and join in on the project was my experiences of transitioning. Um, So I'm a trans person and um, 
over the process of going through my gender transition, I've uh, been navigating a lot of the choppy waters of how to um, identify with something that is so highly gendered as menstruation and something that is seen as a woman's issue um, and how to navigate that in a way that felt true to me and felt honest and authentic. And um, that's something that really um, hit me when we started working on this is that I wanted to express that experience and that journey in a way that would hopefully resonate with other trans people and people in general as well, just anyone who could, who had gone through the experience or knew someone who went through the experience and could relate. Um, So that's something that I wanted to do. I especially wanted to represent not as in my voice being the, the spokesperson for other people at all, but rather to um, just represent a, a small slice of the trans experience and how people who menstruate are very varied in who they are and where they come from and like what they are. And, um, and yeah, just basically um, hopefully give some, some needed representation to an issue that is usually seen as a woman's issue. So, yeah. Thank you. So, yes, in the book, we we talk about the physical, we talk about the political, and we also talk about the psychological. So uh, Claire Faree is the last of our author team to introduce herself. Thanks, Karen. We have got such a beautiful team. And, you know, I'm just echoing my fellow authors with all our voices and all our journeys, all our different experiences and how we've put them together into this incredible book um and you know we we also you know as a team we speak about it as as a manual almost and you know that's really the hope for this and you know Karen invited me on board to to speak about the the psychological aspects the mental health aspects and it kind of just grew a little bit more each time we reached out to each other and I think it's absolutely amazing um and you know I think we're so hard on ourselves you know, a lot of the time as, as menstruators and, and as people, you know, and, and when we're menstruating, we can be particularly harder on ourselves and, and that there are a lot of other stresses that come with it, a lot of mental health difficulties, you know, mood changes, anxiety, um, you know, sometimes PTSD is triggered, you know, and, and that's really such a, a big thing that we don't talk about. We hide it a lot of the time because there's so much stigma around it. And then an, an, another voice, my second voice, I guess, <laughs> in the book is, you know, writing around neurodiversity and, you know, how menstruators with neurodiversity are, are impacted and, and how it's translated in their journeys and, you know, how it's it comes around for them and all of that. Thank you so much. So that is the team of people who have put Flow together. Um, but we could have put the book together all we wanted if we didn't have a publisher that also believed in us and was willing to back us. Um, Naima Masut of Quella was not able to be here now, but I did have a chat with her earlier about what drew her and what drew Quella to the book. I'm actually so grateful to all of you guys because it has really been such a pleasure to work on this book and I'm so glad that we're getting to do something that hasn't really been done before um and I'm excited that it's part of the Quella Quella group like I'm just I'm really glad that we got to do it I mean it's like basically creating a wish list and then being able to do things that's on your wish list it, it kind of feels like that and also just 
that I get to work with so many amazing voices and writers. I think one of the things that really drew me to the project was that I knew all of you in like your own in your own like like spaces. So I was familiar with you, Karen. I know about Ponzo. I've seen Candace on the timeline, you know, things like that. And I think that was something that I was just really excited about doing is working with a diverse, dynamic group of people. Well, we've been very lucky to have you. And I think that's absolutely what what we love about the book is, is sort of everyone's voices coming together. The other thing we've certainly found is uh, everyone we tell about the book, everyone we talk to about it, really wants to talk about menstruation. They're, like, they're really excited to talk, you know, whether it's I've had conversations with 80-year-old men and with kids and with, you know, everybody kind of has a story to tell. And, and I'm interested... Um, you know, both yourself personally, but also at Coela, you know, ha- have you found that response as well? Um, how's it been received in the broader, in the broader publishing house? <laughs> I I think with, you know, how things are changing and we're having more conversations on social media. And I think the really nice, I like the really nice space about nonfiction is that we can actually engage in those kind of conversations. So when we spoke about the idea, everybody was like, yes. I mean, luckily, um, Koila is mostly uh, people that menstruate on the team. So all of us could relate to a lot of the stories. We could relate to a lot of the questions, a lot of the, the content that everyone, that was covered in the book. So like, people were genuinely excited about this book that we're doing. It's something new and different. Great amount of voices. The content is amazing. So everybody's really excited about what this means and like the future for the book. Um, and I also just think like in personal spaces, like menstruation is always something that's whispered about. I mean, we you touch on it in the book as well, where it's like, do you have a tampon? Instead of, you know, just saying like, I'm on my period and I need a tampon. So I think just like having that conversation and just being more comfortable to actually have him out loud, to have him with everybody else is another thing that the book is actually doing is, you know, it's like we are starting to engage in those conversations. People are becoming more comfortable with having those kind of conversations as well. And I think that's what people are really looking forward to the book is doing is actually just creating that space and creating more of those spaces. And obviously the more of these books that we do, I mean, nonfiction in this country is mostly focused on, politics and current affairs and you know these definitely these definitely something to be said for that I mean we are very like crazy country I think when it comes to politics and current affairs but there's also space for other conversations and so I think that's what we're getting to do now and I feel like flow is part of that but we're just opening it up to so many more different kind of concepts and different ideas. Yeah absolutely and I really hope that and I think it's true. You know, I think often people say, oh, it's for everybody. And it's, it sounds nice, but it's, it's not real. Um, but I feel like when you were talking about a topic where, you know, half the population menstruate, everybody is closely connected to and engaged with and deals with on a daily basis, people who menstruate, that it's bizarre that we don't talk about it more and that we don't um, understand it better. And, and so I really feel like, you know, we all learn stuff writing this book um, because as you say, there's a lot of us and we all come from different perspectives and backgrounds and we were able to kind of teach each other stuff. And, and so I really hope in terms of the book that it is one that has, it can speak to younger people. It can be relevant for parents. It can be relevant for, 
adults who do menstruate and maybe just, you know, never actually were properly taught about it and, and understand their own bodies better, as well as definitely, you know, people who don't menstruate and it's this big mystery, whether for cultural or social or just, you know, um, lack of exposure reasons. So, yeah, I, I think this is hopefully one that's going to sit in a few different spaces and on a few different bookshelves. <laughs> That's that's actually what I hope for as well. And I think, I mean, you've like so obviously I made through I've been doing this for like forever. And you're so familiar with it, but I genuinely felt like I also learned some things in the book as well. And I think sometimes you forget or sometimes you kind of remember or you have a vague idea, but then like getting all that information again and just like some of the extra stuff. And I think also the idea that we they, they look at feedback, you know, from menstruators or people that's um, are going through menopause or people that's ignorant about menstruation. All of those things were so like important to the book. And also just, I really enjoyed learning about it all over again um and I really hope that like if you I have some questions even if you think you know everything there's something in there for you you know I really feel like it's a book that you can give to kids but it's for like parents as well it's for people that struggle with it and I think culturally like for us um it's really something that's whispered about it's not something that's spoken about very openly so if you do have that like you are uncomfortable about it. It's something that it's a resource you can share with your kids or your um, fellow menstruators or anything like that. Fantastic. So thank you so much, Naima, for talking to us. Thank you again for helping us bring our beautiful book to life. And yeah, we can't wait to see all the conversations that come from people reading and listening and engaging with us. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for allowing me to do the book, for trusting me with your process and with your words and your word babies. It really, it, if I like it really, all my, all my books are so important to me and if I can make the authors happy and you're proud of like what we've done, then we all win. So I'm really excited to see what Flo is going to do. Fantastic. So it's interesting. I think Ponto, you you touched on it. And I want to come back to this, you know, sometimes people go, you what, you wrote a whole book about menstruation, <laughs> you know, yeah. how do you fill all those chapters? Where's all of that? And so I wanted to ask you, what is something that you learned from this book that you didn't even know as somebody who's so active in this space? Yo, where do I even begin, right? Uh, Karen, there's so much that I learned, but I think uh, the information on workplace rights and 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 periods and menstruation are so important because, like you said, you know, somebody who has been in positions where I am someone's manager, I've managed people, as well as who's been uh, somebody who's been managed and have struggled with uh, hectic period pains all my life. It was so it was so interesting and informative and empowering to read about what my rights are and how I can exercise my rights even more and that I am not being a big baby I'm not being I'm not being lazy when I can't work on a specific day or it's it's too hard to work and I think it was an it was also an affirmation to say that period pains are real you know like obviously I know they're real but like having to work or being expected to be present a hundred percent when 
my body is literally tearing itself apart inside is not normal and it should not be as normalized as it is. And I think uh, I was so grateful to read that. I also learned a lot from talking and reading about spirituality and, and menstruation. You know, it's quite clear that, yes, we understand that menstruation is this taboo thing, but when you trace it back to different spiritual modalities and religions, it becomes even more clearly clear how we got to where it is. And that a lot of the misconceptions, even within religions around periods, whether they're dirty or the stigma that exists, is because of the patriarchy, like every single problem we have in this world, you know? And it's not necessarily these religious uh, institutions that are necessarily just the problem and that they're people who are doing, who are actively trying to change that within their communities. Those were my two takeaways that were really, that have stuck with me. And I, I, I revisit those, uh, those two thoughts a lot. Thank you. Minister of Menstruation, <laughs> what did you learn? <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people would assume as the minister of menstruation, I know everything, but I actually, I don't. And I, I can admit that. Like, and I, I think for me, this, the section two, the psychological aspect was a, a major learning curve and also a very validating experience because oftentimes I was conditioned to believe that PMS was this thing that I have no control over and that I'm being really irrational and that, you know, it's just a woman's thing. I, I I hated it. I really hated it. But now reading a chapter like that and, and, and understanding that it is hormonal fluctuations and I really don't have anything to, I can't control it. But more than anything, I think non-menstruators need to learn how to be supporting was a really affirming chapter for me. And I think also learning about the neuro, uh, neurodiverse experiences, learning about menstruating and disability, just how inclusive this whole book has been was has been very 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 helpful and insightful for me um and I think for me just learning in particular how men have a greater responsibility in being supportive um allies when we are menstruating um and it it, it, and it's not just about you know sending e-wallets which I greatly appreciate FYI but it's about you know assisting understanding supporting comfort asking like do you want to cuddle do you want this your favorite meal do you, what do you want and and i think that's it's just it's really great that we have that specific focus because sometimes people just think hey menstruating is just a menstruator's thing but no you as a non-menstruator can get involved because you too know a menstruator and so you need to be supportive you need to be an ally and and I think it's just really insightful. Um, so yeah, I really do appreciate the psychological section um, of the book. Hmm. Fantastic. I, I realized that I should put in my two cents here too. And I want to say one of the things that for me was really interesting was that on the, purely on the physical side of things, I learned about menstruation, you know, as a young person and had really not hmm. thought about how it changes as we change how it changes as we age, you know, and that also menopause is not like um, either this huge drama craziness that people make it out to be or a really simple thing, that it can be many of those things, that it's a whole long process. 
Um, and so that was sort of really interesting to me. I think that we we focus on the the teenage first period physical aspects far more than we kind of think about the realities of living with something throughout your life and at every age and stage. So Claire, mm. what is something that you learned? I learned so much about menstruation, about myself. <laughs> you know, just it's it's hard to kind of capture it, it into words, how much I've learned from this experience. Um, and it's just been so beautiful to work with this team. And, you know, like we've been saying, when someone says, oh, a book about menstruation, it's like, okay, what, what are you going to write? And we have a whole book. We could actually probably write three books, mm. you know, if we could. Um, but I think... I've, I've learned that we all have a lot of similar experiences that we never talk about. Um, you know, I've learned in my personal and professional capacity as a psychologist to, to open up the conversation with my clients, you know, menstruators, non-menstruators, we need mm-hmm. to open up that conversation. So that's been a big thing for me. Um, and also, you know, just to, to be kinder to ourselves, and, you know, that's that's one big thing is that we're not really kind to ourselves and we're not really kind to one another. So those are my big takeaways. But I mean, like I said, there's just so much that I've learned from this book and it's absolutely incredible. Tarek, what have you learned? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so much as well. I mean, I think this whole process was a learning curve for me and was really a, an eye-opening experience. But um, I think there are two things that stand out to me particularly. And one is a just sort of uh, not quite a fun fact, but a an interesting fact that I learned and that expanded my view of what menstruation is and who it affects. And that is um, that trans women experience PMS, which I didn't know before working on this book. And I feel quite ashamed to not know it as a queer person, but I know it now. And it's something that really... Um, opened my eyes to just how universal um, the experience of menstruation can be in its many facets. And um, so that was one thing that um, that was something that I didn't know and that I had learned. But then another thing that um, that was more of a an intangible and more of a holistic um, eye-opening experience was looking at how power and patriarchy filter through every aspect of our lives and even the most deeply intimate parts of our lives and the parts of our lives that we think shouldn't have anything to do with the vast power structures that govern our world. And yet that is very much the case. And um, you have such vast inequality in who gets access to what, who gets taught what and who gets the support that they need. And that was something that was really, really driven home for me throughout reading and working on this book, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, menstruation is something immensely personal and individual and no two periods are alike. Even for one person, no two periods are alike. And at the same time, it's this universal, global uh and as you as you were saying, Claire, that often often it is such a shared experience, but we don't necessarily know it's a shared experience because up until now that Flo is making you talk about it, uh, we haven't been talking about it. We haven't been having enough of these conversations. So we have a whole podcast series that we're bringing you a lot of these things we've spoken about in detail. We're going to be talking about gender. We're going to be talking about sex. We're going to be talking about HR policies. We're going to be talking about pain. We're going to be talking about 
babies and children and how to talk to them. Uh, we've got a whole lot of things coming up. And I just want to quickly go around everybody uh, one more time. You're going to tell everybody why they should buy this book. I think people should buy this book to give to the non-menstruators in their lives and make them read it from beginning to end. Uh, every time they go to the bathroom, they can just read another little section. <laughs> that's, that's how a lot of non-menstruators like to read. And that's one reason I think that people should buy this book. <laughs> Candice. Uh, people should buy this book because you will realize that periods are natural and they are okay. And that period stigmas and taboos are really just misinformation that we've created so much hype for that it doesn't actually really need that platform. Like read this book, buy this book, support your authors. Okay. And just have a fun time and appreciating this natural and natural bodily function that half the population experiences period claire why should people buy this book i think every single person should have this book so i echo that um and i think it's so important to to read this book so that we can learn more about ourselves more about our bodies you know more about our mental health and to learn more about other people and how they experience things and about their their bodies Tarek, why should people buy this book? I think people should buy this book because it opens your eyes to how much we share an experience with other people and how um, an experience that is at once deeply intimate can also be a global and shared one, as you said. And um, you might be surprised by how much you have in common with other people and you might be surprised with how much you can share with other people. And Ponzo, close us out with why people should buy this book. Everyone should buy this book because it is yes it is about menstruation but it is it is it is a it is about more than just menstruation it is about the state of gender in this world it is about shame it is about how um women and feminine representing people are uh excluded within society this book is about how to be a better ally in different ways this book will teach you so much that is also connected to menstruation i think anyone everyone and anyone should buy this book also if you have questions about whether a book about menstruation is needed even if, if that's even a question in your mind that is more than already a reason to have to buy this book because menstruation does matter yeah. and it matters to a point where um all of us came together and said we need to write a book about it and we have a book to show for it so and also buy the book to support us if you if you like any of our writing if you like any of the work that we've done in the past this is this this goes out today but it's also a, a, a watershed moment in 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 South african literature i would say and be part of be, be part of history uh-huh as Candice will only say, period. Period. <laughs> Flo, the book about menstruation is published by Quella and is available in all good bookstores. This podcast was brought to you by Lilette's Talk, empowering conversations for all life's periods. Join the community now at lilettstalk.co.za.